Peter says in 1 Peter 2, 2, like newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word in order that you might grow. Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peter is passionate about our growth and nothing expresses that passion nor that process anymore than 2 Peter chapter 1. This passage, if you can grab it, grasp it, put your arms around it, I think you will have what you need to either begin or to speed up your process of experiencing God in the real world of life. Peter is writing to Christians. He says in the middle of verse 1, to those who have received the faith the same kind as ours. So these are born again Christian people he's writing to. He's not concerned with winning the lost right now. He's concerned about getting the saved into an experiential knowledge of God. Notice what he says at the end of verse 2. He wants you to have the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Notice what he says in the middle of verse 3. Through the true knowledge of him who called us. Notice what he says at the end of verse 8. In the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Peter is concerned that we enter into what he calls the epigenosis. That's the Greek word for the full knowledge or true knowledge or let me give you another word, the authentic knowledge of God. Well, God bless you. Welcome to Prophetic Whispers. And yes, we are going to be talking today about the knowledge of God, the purpose of the knowledge of God, the purpose of Scripture, the purpose of the power of God. Is there is there power in the Scriptures? Is there demonstration? We're going to be breaking this down today. And this is why I called this session today, no mistaking in 2022, becoming exact in our faith, becoming exact on what we know, what we should know, growing in the knowledge of God, the authentic knowledge of God. I love how Dr. Tony Evans kind of just broke that, that little, um, that little exposition of Peter down for us, how we must grow in the knowledge of God, love the knowledge of God. We must be precise in the knowledge of God. We must know what we believe in order for us to stand for the truth. In 2022, um, we have a great opportunity to really distinguish ourselves as unique because we walk in truth. We're not going to mistaken have mistaken knowledge again. We're not gonna we're not gonna have biblical assumptions. We're not gonna have believisms. We're gonna have real faith in God. We're going to have real faith in God that comes from biblical believing, not from church going or not from relational uh, contact with people, but because we have contact with the living Savior, Jesus Christ, through the knowledge of his word. We're going to grow biblically. We're going to grow in the knowledge of God. We're no longer going to mistake things and that's a, that's a key characteristic of the church today they mistake their knowledge they mistake their information they 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 live under 
again culture misunderstanding okay they they they, they don't they they compromised everything <laughs> so to speak they live they hold their bible but they live a different way why because the culture says so they they have they have gone against biblical norms that have been traditional in the culture of christianity that come directly from the scriptures they they ignore that because they're more progressive now but we're not gonna we're going to recapture all the truths we're going to recapture the scriptures we're going to recapture the power of god we're going to be a demonstration of the power of God in the day we're living in. That's what we really need to recapture is the demonstration of the Word of God. God's Word coming alive in us demonstrated through us. And so 2022 is our opportunity. We're going to stop mistaking. And so I want to give you, I want to give you this, this, um, this um, narrative that that the Sadducees, they throw at Jesus because uh, they have a direct conflict with Jesus because they do not believe in the supernatural. They do not believe in the spirit realm. They do not believe in angels. They do not believe in the resurrection. So they, they have a very difficult time with Jesus because of his teachings and what he says. So in Matthew 22, 23 through 33, I'll set up the scenario for you and then we'll go from there. But I want to break down some a few words like I always do to help you understand the true text, to help you understand really what Jesus was talking about. So stop mistaking is our theme. We're going to stop mistaking. Okay. And that's a biblical, that's a biblical concept that comes from Jesus. Stop mistaking. Okay. The Sadducees had a mistake. They had mistakings. They, they didn't understand things correctly. They refused to see truth. They refused to walk in the light of God's word. They refused to because of how they were previously ta taught. They had preconceptions. Preconceptions can really lead to mistaken information. And, the, and what you know will help keep you from what you really need to know and that's a big stumbling block for a lot of people well i went to harvard i went to i went to these great universities what if i told you they were mistaken what if i told you they gave you mistaken information the academic world is upside down they don't know the difference between a man and a woman they, they, they say that that there's no binary choices there's 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 you know they you're you could be anything you want to be. You can, but no, no, that's not what the Bible says. They're mistaking the biology. They can't fight with the bio. They can't fight with fight the bio. They have to fight with passions, feelings, emotions, things to change. Because I feel this way. Because I think this way. Because oh, look at the race. Look at the color. Bible doesn't teach any of that. It doesn't teach any of race and color. If you read the book of James, the you know Pastor James speaks about discrimination speaks about separating classes of people speaks about all that the bible people say well you know have you read this book by kindy about about uh, critical race theory and and the tyrannical the tyrannical white men christian men and then have you read all this other stuff why do we need to read them he didn't die for me do you know do you know a king do you know the king in the old testament they were always known they're always known for their counselors, the people that counseled the king. They, read your Bible. Look at the counsels of the king. David had many men that counseled him. The men, some of the men that counseled David ended up going with uh, adv advising um, Absalom. You know, the advisors, the counselors. 
But guess what? Who counseled God? Job Job says, hey, where were you? Did I ask your permission when I when I measured the earth and when I read Isaiah? Isaiah says the same thing. Who counseled God? Who counseled God? The all-knowing God. He's the he's he's what you call the archetypical. He is knowledge. You cannot separate knowledge from who he is, his being. He's not learning a subject. He's not learning a topic. He's not the one that's mistaking. So here when you look at scripture, you're looking at the knowledge of God. You're looking at God speaking to the Sadducees and telling them, you are mistaking. You are mistaking. And unfortunately, many Christians mistake things. Okay? Many Christians mistake things. Many of the Old Testament um, ceremonial practices in the Old Testament, they tried to bring him into the New Testament. They made it to the cross, but not through the cross. We must live on all the things they made through the cross. Right? It, it's it's again, don't mistake. We're living in 2022. Okay, don't mistake things. Let's get accurate. Let's get good information. Let's live with the right insight into who God is. Let's study the scriptures to show ourselves approved. Workmen that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So we divide it up correctly. So here you have the Sadducees. They're approaching Jesus because they have a doctrinal issue with Jesus. They think Jesus is just a brilliant teacher, so he's human. And he, ah, they didn't realize that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. They did not understand that they were, that they were walking with the creator of the universe. Colossians, they didn't realize Colossians, you know, Colossians 1, where it says, All things were made by him, for he is the, the fullness of the God. All things were made by him, for him, through him, and to him. And in all things, he everything consists. He holds everything up. John, that's why it says in the book of John, he came to his own, and his own received him not. Yes, by law of double interpretation, he came to his own creation, and he came to his own people. He came to his own, John chapter 1. Okay, so when you start looking at this, it's almost it's I, I think it's kind of comical when I start looking at at the fact that they did they they had a different perspective of who Jesus was. They didn't see him as God. They didn't see him as Messiah. They saw they saw him as someone that is this trying to steal their steal their shade. You know, they're starting trying to steal their light, putting shade on them anywhere. So here comes here's the Sadducees and here's their 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 bone of contention, okay? Because because Matthew 22, 23 through thirty three, here's the scenario: the same day the Sadducees who say there who say there's no resurrection again they had a problem with the spirit realm they had a problem with angels they had a problem with the move of the spirit kind of like kind of like uh, many members in the church today that have a lot of problem with speaking in tongues and prophecy and and the move of the spirit and the spirit realm they 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 struggle with there are angels in the room or you have you have um, angels assigned to your life you know they they they, they struggle with that. Okay, they struggle with, with with the activity of the supernatural. Okay, the many of them are cessationists. They believe that the move of the spirit stopped in the apostolic age, and that that there's no move of the spirit today. Man, if we ever needed the move of the spirit, we need it now. 
Okay, we need we whatever the disciples had, we need a double portion of that. Acts chapter, I mean Matthew 22, 23 to 33. Okay, here's the scenario. They came to Jesus, they had a problem with the resurrection, but Jesus engages them. Listen to what he says. Say, teacher, Moses said that if a man dies, having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were with us seven brothers. The first died and after died after he had married, having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. Likewise the second also, and the third, even to the seventh. So all the brothers die, right? Last of all, the woman dies. When they therefore in the resurrection, because they don't believe in the resurrection, here this here's here's the mistaken the mistaken is the fact that they have they think they have an understanding of something they have no, no knowledge of. But Jesus fixes their mistaken. Therefore, in the resurrection, those whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. Verse 29, Jesus answered them, You are mistaken. The Greek word planeo means that you are asking a wandering question. You're, you're, like, you're like a lost sheep in the desert looking for water. You're lost. You're, you're drifting in your thinking. That's that, that's that Greek word, planeo. You're wandering. You're, 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 in a, you're in a desert. You're like a vagabond. You're just looking to hold on to something. You're looking for, 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 um, for a crumb off the table to sit there and justify your question. Jesus says you are planeoing. You are wandering. You are a vagabond. You are an imposter of information. You are a deceiver. You're mistaking. You're coming to me and saying there's no resurrection. Listen to what he says. You are a planeo. Okay? You're incorrect. You are drifting from truth. You are going astray. You're being seduced. You're deceiving. You're a wanderer in your mind. That's what this generation has produced. A bunch of mistaken Christians. A bunch of mistaken people. Not knowing, listen, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. So when you start looking at not knowing, not gnoscoing, not having knowledge, not knowing scripture, not knowing the intentions of what they're reading, not knowing what the scripture is really saying to them. Not knowing the heart of God when they read the scriptures. Listen to what he says. You are mistaking not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. So what he's beginning to do here, he starts saying, if you knew the scriptures, you would understand the power of God, which directly reflects on the fact that they did not accept the resurrection. They had a problem with the supernatural. They had a problem with the dead rising again on the last day. They had a problem with this. They had a huge problem with this. But Jesus said, because you're wandering, you're wandering out of the scriptures. You're wandering away. You're deceived out of, out of biblical understanding. You're walking away from Torah. You're walking away from the law of God that tells you. Job tells you that with my eyes, with my eyes, I will see my I will see my my creator. I will see God. Re speaking of the resurrection with these eyes. 
So here, when you start looking at the scriptures, you have to start looking at the power of God. Jesus never, Jesus never separates the word of God, the power of God from each other. He never divorces that. He goes into the concept that says what God has put together, let no man separate. God put power in the scriptures. You are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. You are drifting away. We got people that have mistaken because their the, the questions have drifted away from biblical. They don't, want, they don't want biblical answers. They don't want scriptural answers. It's all right there. They don't want the document. They don't want to look at the document. They want to look at their feelings, their emotions. The grafe. Not knowing the grafe, what was written. That's how Jesus defeated Satan in the desert. Read the book of Luke. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall, don't tempt the Lord. I mean, you go down all the temptations. Jesus answered with what was written. Because what is written carries the power of God. The grafe, the document, the contents, the statements, the written thoughts. So when you look at this, listen to what Jesus tells them. Okay? For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, I am the God of Isaac, I am the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Now watch this. And when the multi multitudes, whenever you find in your Bible the word multitudes, that means there's way too many people that he can count. They were astonished at his teaching. They were shocked that he sounded different. He says, you're mistaken. You're pronounced. You wandered away. You wandered away from truth. You wandered away from the Torah. You wandered away from the Psalms, the Proverbs. You ran away from the, from the, from the prophets. You wandered away. See, we got to stop wandering away from Scripture. There's so many authors out there, so many topics that the culture writes on, you know, um, on racism in the church and, and, and color and, and age and, 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 and gender. And there's all kinds of junk that, is, that they try to fit into the Bible. Jesus said love. Jesus said love. They try to fit all the craziness into Scripture, but they're mistaking with their question. They try to fit in the resurrection, that there was no resurrection. They try to throw that in the Bible. Well, this is what we teach. This is what well, this is what we believe. This is ah no no no. Haven't you read? Haven't you read? Don't you know what God said? Why? He was gonna take them from their wandering and anchor them. Listen, anchor them in the scriptures. Why do you think he took them right to scripture? I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Now, again, this speaks to the resurrection. This speaks to what happens that when we leave this body, okay? When we leave this body, he says, I'm, I'm not the God of the dead, okay? I'm not the God of the dead, the necros. There's where you get, there's where you get the, um, the uh, necromine, uh, Romancing, you know, when they speak to the dead, 
That means without breath, those that are lifeless. But he says, I'm the God of the living. I'm the God of the Zao. Zao means the animated ones, the ones that have life, the ones that have activity, the ones that have endless life in the kingdom. And he says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, meaning that I'm their God and they're alive also. Come on, you got to get this. He's, ta he's talking about th those that are still animated and alive. Zao, the animation. So when your loved ones go to go to be with the Lord, they are Zao still. They just went from this life to, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. We get greater pictures of this as we go through the epistles of Paul. But when you start anchoring yourself in scripture and in truth, you will stop mistaking. Now, I love, I love this because he points to the power of God. Because we got a lot of preachers, preach a lot of scripture. People know a lot of scripture, but they have no dunamis or dynamis in their lives. What is that? The strength, the, the mighty wonder, miracle, working power of God. I want to say that again. They have no expressions of the power of the word of God. Paul says, I come to you not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that your faith may not rely on the wisdom of man, but on the power of God. Never separate the dynamics of scripture, the dynamics of the thoughts of God regarding healings and miracles and deliverances from the text. Don't read over it just like, no, no. Start saying, okay, God, if you're the God of the living, your word has power. I'm declaring this over my life. Have this power, this dunamis. You're the God of the living. That means when my parents and my, my mother's in heaven and, and my and my father-in-law's in heaven and the, those that you know have gone before you, they are still Zao. They are still to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He gives you that uh, those pictures because those names are familiar with them. That they're still alive in the kingdom of God. They're still alive. They're with God in heaven. And that's our great hope. That's our great joy. That's why Paul writes, if there's no resurrection of the dead, we're both miserable. If Christ doesn't raise from the dead, then we are still in our sins. That we are still most miserable. But we're not miserable because we have this hope in God. I'm not going to have mistaken faith. I'm not going to have mistaken information. It makes me wander away from the biblical narratives, from having a biblical worldview. I'm not going to do it. A man is a man, a woman is a woman. Sin is sin. What God calls sin is sin in its definitions. This impossibility, the power of Scripture. Jesus takes the Sadducees right to the power of Scriptures, not knowing, not knowing. How many Christians know what they don't like, but they don't know the Scriptures? I'll say that again. You know what you don't like, but you don't know the Scriptures nor the power of God. If you don't know scriptures, 
If you don't know the grafe, if you don't know the 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 the, the graphics of God, the, the the stroke of the pen, if you don't understand the power of God that's in that's invested in the scripture, you're gonna struggle. You gotta know the God of the Bible. You are mistaken. I'm not gonna mistake. I'm not gonna wander with my mind. I'm not gonna get all confused. Because, oh, you know, so many, so many movie stars are gay now. I guess gay is normal. No, it's not normal. Do you know 3% of, of all of, of America is, is LGBTQ? 3%. You know what critical mass is? Critical mass is you got to pay attention to something when it's 20%. 20% or more means critical mass. You've got to, you got to start looking at that. But you know what they've done? They've lied to you. There's only 3%. It's almost an embarrassment on how everybody, this, this, everybody, every, you know, there's a movement in the high schools where every, every girl goes through being a lesbian for a little bit and they, 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 they experiment and all this stuff. And, and yeah, look, I've coached in high schools. I know what goes on there. I know all the feelings. Look, they're, they're confused little kids and all they're doing is going with information. They don't know scripture. They're wandering. They're mistaken, mistaking things, mistaken information, but they don't know scripture, nor the power of God. Never separate scripture and the power of God. The power of God. And I love that that word power of, okay, because it's a determining factor. It's written in the determinative, meaning that this power is associated only with God. It's a genitive form, meaning it's birthed from God. That's why Jesus is called the Word of God, the only begotten of God, the one that is birthed from God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So you cannot divorce Scripture and the power of God. Scripture and demonstration of the Scriptures. I like what Luke 1.37 says is, For God... For with God, nothing is impossible. Adinatos. I want you to notice that word, adinatos. Adinatos. It comes from the root word dynamite. A in the Greek means negative. Means away from. So when we say impossible, adinatos means that there's no power. It's weak. It's impossible. It's impotent. So he says, for with God, nothing is impotent. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is, nothing is out of the realm of possibility with God. So if nothing is adenatos with God, then all things are denatos with God. All things are possible with God. So this begins to expand our faith. This begins to move us into a different direction. In Matthew chapter 19, 23 through 26, gives us another picture of can, when Jesus shocks the, shocks the disciples with the, the rich man. The rich man entering the kingdom. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly I say unto you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom. When the disciples heard this, they said to him with great astonishment, Who can be saved then? Jesus looked at them and says, With man all things are denatos, possible. With God all things 
are possible. And with men, all things are adenatos. You can't separate the power of God from scriptures and the possibilities that are that are ingrained in the power of God. Denatos, powerfully capable. That's possible. When you say something is possible, that means it's powerfully capable. That in that in its nature is the ability to overcome everything. Everything that's necessary for the miracle is in the Word of God. Everything that's necessary for a breakthrough is in the Word of God. Everything that is necessary for that divine turnaround is in the Scriptures and the power of God. It's all ingrained in there. I like what Hebrews chapter 1, 1 through 3 says, God who at various times in various ways spoke to us in the past by the fathers and the prophets has in the last days spoke to us by his sons whom he has appointed heir of all things through him all the worlds were made i love that who being the brightness of his glory the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power the logos of his dinatos same word dinatos dunamis the root comes from the root word dunamis dynamite, miraculous, listen, miraculous power. Again, why don't we believe in miracles anymore? Why don't we have healings of the sick? Why don't we have miracle services in the church anymore? We have a bunch of good teaching, a lot of scripture reading, but no demonstration of the power of God. Why do you think, why do you think this, this, this COVID and this sickness, this pandemic, that they, that it should never affected the church the way it did. It never should have. Why? Because we have dunamis power. All things are upheld by the word, the logos of his dunamis, his miraculous working power. See, listen, they have gotten us, Colossians chapter 1, I believe, uh, Colossians chapter 2 verse 8, I believe that is. Check me, double check that, somebody looked that up. 2 verse 8, where it says, do not, do not allow the philosophers, the philosophers, of the philosophy of this world. To steal your faith. And that's what they've done. They, they, they stole our faith in the power of God's word. To heal and to deliver. Believing. Oh wait. Wear three masks. Wear four masks. Wear five. Look at what's going on. Look, look at what's going on as they start blowing through all the lies of the COVID va- vaccination process. That they don't work. All these people that have been vaccinated are now getting sick with COVID. And I thought you, I thought they were vaccinated. I thought nothing was going to happen to you if it happened. This, this is, again, trusting, trusting, trusting incorrectly. Bad information will cause you to live mistaken and cause you to wander from your faith. You don't want to be misled. There's nothing worse than being misled. That's why the scriptures stay the same. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Powerful, powerful truths. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Because there's power in his word. There's, there's, there's miraculous working power in the word of God. All the promises of God are yes and amen to the glory of God in us through Christ Jesus. It's mighty working power. He talks about a living power. He talks about a power that moves. I love what Acts chapter 14, 8 through 18. I, go, I know I'm reading some, some lengthy things to you, but I'm giving you these narratives so you can see that the scriptures and the power of God, the demonstration of scriptures, 
how they go hand in hand, and how if you're if you're gonna walk in the power of God in 2022, you gotta stop mistaking. You gotta stop coming out of humanist. You gotta come out of humanistic ideas and the ideology of men. Man and man giving you definitions for for things instead of staying in your biblical truths about what God says. Acts chapter 14, 8 through 18 says, "Now this is a great. This is Paul and." This is Paul and Barnabas. This is this is an awesome story. Okay, it says this. And in history, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, and and a crippled, a cripple, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul speak. Listen, he heard Paul speaking. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Something happened. What? Because there's power in the word of God. Your faith is generated by what you hear. That's why you, when you listen to the news and you listen to, oh, you know, we're three minutes. Oh, it's deadly. Oh, you're going to die of this thing. Oh, you, you listen to all this fear porn that goes into your ears and you begin to believe something. This man heard Paul speaking. He was here. Paul was preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was preaching the delivering power of God. Paul, listen, Paul observing him intently. Paul started to look at him as he was listening to Paul. I, I believe there's a look of faith that comes into the eye of, of someone on the verge of a miracle. He says, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight and on your feet. And he leaped up. Now, now again, he leaped up. He leaped up. The power of God. Why? Because you cannot separate the power of God from Scripture. And you can't separate Scripture from the power of God. And we've done that in, in, in the Western church. We've done that. We have no expectations of seeing anything. It'll take too long. The altars will be too packed. Pastors will have to be praying for people all day long. The, the, the healing lines and the miracle lines will be will too be too it'll be too big for our 20-minute church services and our hour, be, be out of church in an hour, quick microwave services we have now. When he heard Paul, he stood up and he leaped and walked. He leaped and walked. What? Because Paul was preaching the Word of God. Because there's power in the Word of God. Now when, now when the people saw that Paul, listen, when people saw that Paul, what Paul had done, they raised their voice saying in Lacedonian, um, let Laconian language. The gods have come down on us like in the likeness of men. In other words, nobody could have done this thing but God. A God. And Barnabas, they called Zeus. And Paul, they called Hermes. Hermes, the messenger. Now the word Hermes, you'll, you'll, you'll get this. They called Paul Hermes because he was the one that was doing the teaching. They called Barnabas Zeus because Zeus was the older one. Okay, this, this is just a little little history for you. And and uh, the word Hermes is where you get the Greek word hermeneutics from, the laws of interpreting or the laws of explaining. So because Paul was the great teacher, Paul was the, the one they called Hermes because he was he was a chief speaker. Then the priest of Zeus, Zeus, whose temple was in front of the city, brought oxen and garland to the gates intending to sacrifice with the multitudes. But when the apostle Barnabas and Paul heard this, they tore their clothes and ran among the multitudes crying out saying, Men, why are you doing this? We also are men with the same nature as you and preach, and preach to you that you should turn from the useless things to the living God. Telling people 
useless things, wandering, things that will make you wander. They were wandering around, and Paul and Barnabas gave them the anchor, the living thing. They gave them the living word of God, I preach to you. See, you can't separate the power of God from the scriptures. You can't do that. Paul didn't do that. Paul didn't try to do that. Paul didn't try to just give a sermonette. He just didn't try to give. No, his intention was to preach the gospel, and that was going to birth the faith in people that was going to that was going to spurn miracles and the word of god was going to do what is going to do the impossibilities that are just innate inside the word of god the nature of the word of god was to perform miracles and healings and deliverances i hope i'm getting getting the point across sometimes i don't know if i'm i'm doing doing the scriptures justice with my with my human elements nevertheless did not leave himself without a witness in that he did, he did good, gave us rain from heaven from the fruitless, fruitless seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And these, and with these sayings, they could scarcely restrain the multitudes from sacrificing. In other words, the preaching was so good, the demonstration was so good, the scripture and the demonstration of the power of God was so good, the people could not restrain themselves. Why? Because they were finally anchored. They were gonna. They were gonna stop mistaking about how they were living. They were going to go from from useless things, useless. I mean, this LGBTQ thing within within our culture, and then within the church, trying to get into the church. It's useless. It's a useless thing. It comes from the culture. It comes from sin. It comes from biblical contradictions. It comes from these things. It comes from mistaken knowledge, things that they that they're trying to prove true, feelings and emotions, and 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 liking this and liking that, and I feel like this and I feel like that, and 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 therefore I am because I think it. Cut it out. Twenty twenty two is when we stop mistaking, living under mistaken identities. That's one of the things that that Paul writes to Timothy. And he says this, 1 Timothy 1, 4, Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification which is in the faith. The myth, mythos is that Greek word. Fiction teachings, lies. Fiction. You know what fiction is, right? It's made up stories. No reality. It says don't get caught up in this gender stuff. I don't care if your 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 cousin is gay and you and and a friend of yours is gay and, and you you gotta you got oh you know, God loves them because you love them. Now, stop. You have to start fixing mistaken thinking. We have to start fixing mistaken thoughts. We have to stop thinking unbiblical in 2022. We cannot divorce the scriptures and the power of God. Through mistaken Christianity. Paul puts it this way. If any man preaches to you another gospel. Then what I preach to you. Let him be accursed. If the gospel will not. If the gospel is perverse. A perverse gospel saves no one. Saves no one. Ephesians 4. 18 and 19. Listen to this. Because this mistaken. Leads to ignorant living. 
ignorance. Ephesians 4, 18 and 19 says this, having their understanding dark, darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feeling, who being past feelings have given themselves over to lewdness, to the work of all uncleanness and greediness, who being past feelings. Oh, we're, they, they feel this way. They act on their feelings. Now they're past their feelings. And now all the garbage starts. All the sin perpetuates. All the sin explodes. Why? Because they get past feelings. They get past emotions. And they start believing their feelings and emotions. They start going into actions. And all the lewdness and uncleanliness with greediness takes place. Why? It all starts with ignorance. Agnoia in the Greek. This word, this word means lack of intelligence, lack of information. To ignore comes from the root word agnu, agnu, agnu. Not to understand, to lack knowledge of divine things. You're morally blind. That's ignorance. 1 Peter 2, 13-70 says this, Therefore, submit yourselves to... Listen, this especially speaks to where we're at as a nation, as a church. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, okay, or to governors, as to those who are sent by him, for, for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. In other words, we said about those leaders that come in and they punish the evildoers. They have good law. They got good handle on sin. They have good handle on what is not accepted in civil society and, and know what is good. Okay? And they praise those that are good. They, there's rewards for those that do well in society. For this is the will of God. That we submit to that type of leadership. We submit to men that understand that criminals are criminals. And they need and they need their punishment. For this is the will of God. That by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free. Yet not using liberty as a cloak for, for advice. But... As bondservants of God, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Now listen to what he says. That our obedience puts to silence the foolishness of man. Okay, the word, the word foolish is afron, which means the egotist. The ones, the leaders that come in, the leaders that come in with, with moral bankrupt thinking. And we are to obey our leaders, our governors. As long as they understand the civil and the ceremonial laws of God. They understand right and wrong, good and evil. But when they don't, do we obey God or do we obey man? Do we obey God or do we obey man? When our government acts foolish... And tyrannical, we're under no obligation to follow those rules. Because our our freedoms and our liberties were given to us by God. 
And here in America, we vote for governments. We choose those that govern us. We hire our leaders. And if we hire them, we fire them. That's why it says, hey, when you get your leader, you obey, you honor them. That understand good and understand evil. And execute righteousness. And execute judgment. Follow them. They act crazy. It's a different thing. Philippians 3.10 That I may know him, I may know him in his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Again, I want to know him. I want to know him in the power. Gnosko. Dunamis. Same word. Same words. Knowledge and power. And anesthesis to stand up again. The resurrection. Finally, I'll close here. 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Again, this is this has this ties right back into the spirit realm. Because Acts chapter 1 Corinthians chapter 14 deals with the prophecies and those that have problems with the prophecies. Okay. Paul writes and he says this, brethren, do not be children in your understanding. I, now I love this. I love this. Now, now don't forget, a child, this is the Greek word pedion. And this means a half-grown boy or a half-grown girl. So Paul writes and Paul says, Paul says, don't be half-grown in your knowledge. See, when you're only half-grown in your knowledge, that's why these people have problems. I have problems with people that speak in tongues. I have problems with the move of the Spirit. Well, they they prophesied this and it didn't happen. No, no. Look, brethren, do not be children. Don't be half-grown in your knowledge and your understanding of God. Don't be half grown in this. However, be half grown in your malice. But in your understanding, be mature. In other words, it doesn't matter if they if the if they mess up. You grow. You begin to mature. You go from a half a man in your knowledge to a full man. You stop mistaking. Stop throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So what somebody misprophesies or they speak in tongues all the time and sometimes you, you, you ain't feeling it, you ain't it. So what? Don't be half grown in that knowledge. Grow. 2022 is a year where we grow in the knowledge of God. That we stop mistaking, we stop wandering in the desert of theology and, and what God is requiring of us. That we delve into the will of God. That we start saying, stop making excuses because of the failures of others. And maybe even some of our own personal failures. But we stop mistaking the love of God. We stop mistaking the power of God. We stop mistaking the power of Scripture. We stop mistaking the things that we took for granted. We stop doing that. We stop wandering in the, in the information world. And we anchor ourselves in the Scriptures. The things in which God has given us the power of God, the scriptures, the things in which God has given to us the precious word of God to empower us. 
Well, God bless you. I pray you you enjoyed this walking in the mis- in the stopping of our mistaking information. We're gonna know. We're gonna live in accurate information. 2022. God bless you. Bye bye.